welcome to the Fantasy Island Dynasty Podcast, where we talk about all things fantasy football. My name is Butch Gum, and I'll be your host. Sitting in the co-pilot seat is the man, the myth, the legend, John Lopezanski. We are here to help everyone be better fantasy managers and to talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly our league has to offer. Thanks for listening. Let's start the show. Everybody, welcome in. This is the Fantasy Island Dynasty podcast. This is your boy Butch. I'm here with John, as always, and we got a new guest on tonight. We got the uh, the one and only Roberto Robert Harvell. How you guys doing? Just a little tired. Been waiting all day for this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty good, man. How are y'all doing? Doing good. Um, so uh, real quick, before we uh, before we get started, um, you know, thank thanks everybody for listening. We're gonna break down the uh, we're gonna break down this week's NFL games, um, and we're gonna pick who we. Uh, who we think is going to win and what we think is going to happen in each game. Um, we also, uh, we have a, a, a Twitter page at uh, dynasty underscore Island. If you guys use Twitter, there'll be a, uh, you know, breaking news on there. Um, injury updates, you know, try to keep it updated as much as possible. So, uh, you know, so, so y'all can, you know, know who who to put in your starting lineups if stuff changes after after this recording. So um, we are gonna start with uh, the Bears at the Titans. The Titans are six and a half point favorites. Um, it's forty six and a half point over under. Um, real quick about this game, um, the uh, the Bears are only starting. Um, probably their their left tackle, so the rest of their the rest of their offensive linemen are um, are hurt or um, I think one of them is out with uh, with with COVID. So it's going to be probably pretty rough for all options on the uh, the Bears side. Um, you can play David Montgomery obviously, but he uh, has limited upside. Um, you know, you're honestly you're hoping for a touchdown there. Um, Allen Robinson is always, is always a solid play. Um, but you know, with the, the offensive line problems and the quarterback problems, you know, probably, probably not the, uh, not the strongest play, but you can still put them in there. Um, and then I, I would probably, I would avoid, um, Darnell Mooney, because Foles isn't going to have any time to throw them deep shots. And um, they haven't really been connecting on those too much anyways. And then um, the uh, their other their other wide receivers, um, you know, you know, you, you I wouldn't I wouldn't run anybody else out there if if they are on my team. So 
Um, but I believe that uh, Derrick Henry is going to have a big, big game. Um, Bears are only middle of the pack against running backs, which is definitely going to play into the uh, the Titans' strengths. You know, if you just look, you go down the list quick on uh, on on running backs that went against the Bears' defense. Adrian Peterson got 93 yards. Uh, Gurley got 80 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines combined for uh, 92 yards. Rojo got 106 yards. Um, so, and then, you know, Kamara combined for 163 total yards running and uh, receiving. So, you know, a lot of a lot of running backs have been doing pretty decent, and especially, you know, running backs that are not the caliber that Derrick Henry is. So I'm expecting, um, I'm expecting Derrick Henry to, uh, to blow up in this game. Um, so I think with all that being said, um, I'm picking, I also think that AJ Brown can be played and, uh, and Corey Davis can be played not as much upside as they have in most weeks because of how good the bears pass pass rush is. But, um, I think, I think with play action and, um, and how the, uh, the Titans run game is going to be able to go that they should still be solid, uh, solid plays. Um, and I think the, uh, I think the Titans are going to cover. So, um, who do you guys, do you guys, who do you guys got covered in that game? I think Tennessee's easily going to cover the spread. Uh, my biggest question is, what do you think about uh, Jonu Smith, uh, tight end for Tennessee? You think he's going to be able to put up some points given at least one of the wide receivers are down and out with a concussion um, this week? Um, I think I think Jonu can have an impact. He started off real hot, and then he's cooled off the last couple weeks. But um, the Bears have been susceptible to the tight end. Um, it just, you know, they also, Corey Davis is a big bodied receiver and he, he, he doesn't usually run too far downfield. Um, I, I just think John who can definitely have a big game. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be calling for it, but he, I mean, it's, it's definitely possible. I'll say that he's just, he's another one of those, you know, um, dart throw tight ends right now. So um, Robert, do you, who, who do you got? You got the Titans covering the six and a half point spread or, um, bears. Oh, real quick, real quick. The bears just made a roster move. They placed defensive back at Dion Bush on the reserve slash COVID-19 list. He's been ruled out for Sunday's game. Nice. Uh, <clears throat> I, I, I like the Titans in this one. Um, the the Bears have too many too many unanswered questions at quarterback and you know I'm 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 gonna go with with the Titans on this like I said I like AJ Brown um, I mean you said it he's he's a good start in this and of course Derrick Henry I mean that dude's a beast um, the Bears are definitely off to a hot hot start but I think it's a a false hot uh, hot start um, but it, I think I think the Titans will cover it. I think the Titans. Uh, I think this is actually might be an easy win for them. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that's my prediction. All right, and then uh, for for those of you who don't understand a lot of what we just said, um, 
I uh, had friend of show break it down in layman's terms for you, and um, it, you know, I asked uh, my wife Sarah, and and she says, um, "Never the Bears, because never." So, um, we, you know, I think we thank her for that for that great insight. Um, thank you, Sarah. Um, <laughs> next, we, we're going to move on to uh, the Broncos at the uh, Falcons. Falcons are four point favorites at home. Um, 50 point over under, um, Robert, what are we, what are we expecting from this game? Oh man. Uh, I'm going to be honest. We're expecting a lot of misery. Uh, <laughs> look, I'm a, I'm an avid Falcons fan. I'm an avid Georgia, you know, sports fan. And I, and I'll tell you this, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to be an Atlanta based fan. They cannot lead in anything. Um, I, I I'm I gotta go. Even though I I do talk a lot of uh, shit about the Falcons, I gotta go with them winning this game. I don't greatly believe in the Broncos being able to do anything. Um, I think uh, Drew Locke. I watched him in college. I don't think he's that great of a quarterback, honestly. Um, so I don't think I don't think the Broncos' offense is really gonna be be able to do anything. But really, on the flip side of that, too, the Falcons' defense isn't going to be be able to do anything. So I think I think the Falcons will be able to do. Uh, I don't one. I don't think they're going to meet the the fifty point uh, over under on this. I think they're going to be way under. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I think the Falcons do win. I think they cover the spread. Um, I think honestly, if you have Calvin Ridley, you got Julio. Go ahead and start him. Um, I really Is Calvin. Think- expected the play the last last I saw was I was they were 50 I haven't, I haven't seen anything about him being out the only player from the Falcons I see being out in this game is Tack uh, McKinley um so I I mean all reports look as if he's going to be probably a game time uh game time decision but I I pay attention to it I mean if he plays I would I would put him in there again I haven't seen anything spectacular about the Broncos defense going on this year um, this overall, this game's kind of a dumpster fire. Okay. Um, I also i i like the i like the Falcons in this one covering. Um, even though I mean I am a little bit skeptical on that because the Broncos um, they just had that crazy comeback against the Chargers, which I mean I don't think anybody saw that coming. Um, you know, so but I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to see it for one more week. You know the Fel the Falcons have played a little bit better defense uh, since Dan Quinn was shipped out the door. So I think um, I think I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Falcons in this one. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do the same thing. Denver's uh, pretty beat up right now. I mean, they did have that comeback, but um, the Chargers have been the kings of blowing leads this year. Um, I think out of the five games I lost, I think four of them come off a blown lead. So the Broncos winning there, um, coming back in the fourth quarter, isn't like all that surprising. So uh, I'm not holding Denver to that high of a standard come Sunday. Atlanta easily covers the spread. All right, um, let's move on to the uh, the Giants. At Washington, um, Washington is favored by two and a half points. Um, what do we What do we got for this one? 
All right, well, we got the 1 and 7 G-men facing the 2 and 5 skins. Now, um, Daniel Jones has four wins as a giant starter. Three of those wins have come against the Washington football team. Um, in those three career games, his, he's put up decent numbers. He's 63 for 92, put up for um, 689 yards, seven touchdowns and three picks. And he hasn't been too bad running the ball against me either. 15 for 119. So I think Daniel Jones is definitely going to be something to watch in this game. If they could get the ball out of his hands quickly and try to keep that pass rush of um, Washington's front line uh, back a little bit, I think um, they definitely could take this game. And I'm, I'm going to call the Giants to cover. Uh, it's definitely hitting the under. I don't see it going over 38 points. Um, we all know. I think the real question is the uh, the over under on two and a half fumbles for Daniel Jones. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> uh, I'm in this game. I think um, I think you definitely start Terry McLaurin. Uh, he went last time they played the Giants. He was seven for seventy four. Um, the only thing was in the second half when um. Uh. James uh, Bradbury was shadowing him the whole second half. He only went three for 28. So it all depends on how the Giants line up against him. If they have uh, Bradbury shadowing the whole game, I think Terry could get shut down. But um, I guess we'll see come game time who they're going to have um, on him. And as long as they can put a little pressure on Kyle Allen, we know he's clutch with turning over the ball. So, um, like I said, I don't expect this to be a high-scoring game. Also, another key note in this game, Golden Tate did not travel with the team. He will not be starting this week. So if you have him on your uh, starting lane, uh, you might want to pull him. So definitely uh, Darius Shepard and or Darius Slayton and then Sterling Shepard. Definitely start those two guys. And also don't um, start any Giants running back. Uh, Devontae Freeman's coming back. Is he coming back? I thought he was supposed to be out. No, he's um, out. He's out. Oh, okay. I thought he was I thought he'd practice this week, so um yeah, I think I'm gonna take uh I to be contrarian to what everything you just said. I think Washington coming off the bye should uh should have been able you know, Ron Rivera, great coach, should have been able to put together a plan to uh to slow down and, and, and beat the Giants and uh get themselves in uh, in position to be tied for, I think, first place in their division. It would be. They would be tied. Actually, you, you know what? Robert? I think they might take over first place, depending on what um, the Eagles do. Nope, the Eagles are 3-2. and two. Or no, they're 3-4-1. and one. No, they uh, still want to take over first. I think okay. I think I think the NFC uh, NFC East is a, another dumpster fire, kind of like that Broncos Falcons game. I'm gonna be honest; I like Washington in this. Um, they've got a pretty good defense going in this year. I think they got the number one passing defense uh, for the league. Um, and then, I mean, we we already know Daniel Jones is going to turn the ball over, um, and then that, that offense is just pretty pretty uh, pretty bad this year. Um, I think it's I think it's in the bottom uh, second worst. Uh, for for passing, and I think their rushing isn't hasn't gotten any better. 
Um, yeah, I think this is way under of what the what it's projected to be at um, of what 41, 41 and a half points. Um, but I think, yeah. yeah, I like Washington in this game. Um, yeah. All right. Um, Sarah also had uh, some input on that game. She said uh, Giants because of what what kind of name is a Washington football team? So, you know, again, coming at us with that hard-hitting uh, analysis. Um, all right, next we're moving on to the uh, the Lions at the uh, Vikings. Vikings are five-point favorites. It is a 52-and-a-half-point uh, over-under. Um, I, I they expect Matt Stafford to play in this one. He was on the COVID list, but it looks like he had enough negative tests that he will be able to play. Um, and I think because of that, I think the Lions, uh, I think the Lions will cover. I think the Vikings are going to be flying way too high because of what they did last week. And, um, I think, I think the Lions aren't to be, uh, aren't to be, um, you know, messed with. They, they, they find ways to stay in every game and, you know, usually give Matt Stafford a chance to win it at the end. So I don't know that, I don't know that the Lions are going to win it. Um, but I definitely think they're going to cover, uh, you can be confident in playing Hawkinson in this game. Um, you know, they, they, uh, they have, um, Kenny Galladay is out for two to four weeks, as we said, uh, as we've been saying. Um, so you can also, you can take a shot at uh, Marvin Hall or Marvin Jones, Quintez Cephas, one of those wide receiver options because of how bad Minnesota's past defense is. Um, they were already banged up and they lost even more pieces uh, through the week. So, um, you know, somebody, somebody is going to have a good game for the Lions. Um, so if you need an upside play, I think my favorite would be Marvin Jones. Um, just because he's done it in the past. But, um, you know, Marvin Hall did good last week. And, uh, you know, Quintus Cephas, you know, a little biased, saw him play a lot for Wisconsin in college, and he was a pretty great wide receiver. So, um, and he has, he has, you know, played well uh, the few times he's been called on this year. So, um, Delvin Cook is obviously a smash play for, uh, you know, the Delvin Cook owners out there. Uh, Detroit's defense is just bleeding points to the running back position. If you uh, if you remember back to week two when the Packers played the Lions, that was Aaron Jones' like career game. He had like 200 some odd yards of uh, total offense. Um, so Delvin Cook definitely definitely going to go off here. Um, Thielen and Jefferson are also solid plays, although I would rather, I would rather play Thielen because I think he's more of the, more of the possession guy. And I don't know how much, um, I don't know how much Minnesota is going to be forced to keep chucking the ball. Um, but if it gets, you know, if it gets into a, uh, a game script, like the over and under suggests, then, you know, both Thielen and Jefferson will be probably solid plays. Um, I wouldn't play any Detroit running back. Um, but if you had to, I guess I'd play Swift. Um, it's just too hard to, to decide with carry on Johnson and, and 
Adrian Peterson, who's actually going to uh, to make an impact. So, um, but yeah, I think uh, I think the Lions are going to cover in this one. So uh, that's that's all I got for that. Uh, in this game, I think um, I think we finally get to see uh, Minnesota's passing offense possibly wake up. Um, they haven't been too well throughout the season. They've really relied on running the ball constantly. And when the ball, when running the ball didn't work, their offense just went stagnant. They couldn't even pass the ball at that point. But um, I think any player starting this game is probably a go. I wouldn't argue with uh, either side. But um, I think Minnesota's going to take this one. They'll cover the score, and the game is going to hit the over. Yeah, I like. Yeah, I I like uh, Minnesota in this game. Um, there, there's too many unknowns going into this week about what's going on with with Detroit because because of Matt Stafford. Is is he going to play? Is he not? Kenny Galladay's already been ruled out. Um, and if if Matt Stafford doesn't play, it's Chase Daniel, and that's another another uh, quarterback that I just I uh, watched in college that I just. I don't trust him, and I mean he's been pretty much a career backup going on. So they and, did say that Matt Stafford is going to play. So okay, then um, yeah, I mean he gives them a better option. Um, you know, with with what receivers he has there, I'll have to agree with you on the uh, the running back situation. I mean, DeAndre Swift has shown that he's he's not very trustworthy on passing downs. Um, you know, Adrian Peterson, uh, he's pretty much getting the bulk of the. Uh, the run plays because carry uh, on Johnson really isn't doing much either. So I think, I think it's, a, I think it's a, maybe a three point victory, um, but I, I like the Vikings taking it. Well, if it's a three point, three point victory, then you think the lions are going to cover. Mm, I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. Let me think. Nah, probably <laughs> not. <laughs> I don't know. I'm All right. not a big fan of lions. Um, yeah, I understand that. Um, all right. So next we got the, uh, the Panthers. We don't have no insight on this one. What's that? We don't have no Sarah insight on this game. Uh, I mean, we do. I was just trying to save her, her best ones. She said, uh, she said that she doesn't like either team. She'd be happy with a fire. Um, but she guesses that, uh, she would take the Vikings on this one. Um, Next, we got the uh, the Panthers at at the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs are favored by ten and a half. It is a fifty two and a half point over under. Um, and we'll start Sarah right off the bat. Said Chiefs because she's in love with uh, Mahomes. So, um, Robert, what do we what do we got for this game? I mean, look, I'm gonna have to agree with her. Uh, Mahomes is is killing it right now. So, <clears throat> you know, he's only he's only gonna get better. Um, uh, I'll be honest. I think I'm a, the Chiefs are, are too good, are too damn good right now. Um, they're looking like they're going to be the next uh, dynasty rolling in now that the the Patriots are pretty much done. Um, Patrick Mahomes is, is pretty much the best quarterback in in the NFL right now, um, and he, he's so young, so he's got he's got time. Um, I think I, I, I'd like to say it goes over just because of how good the Chiefs offense is, but I, I'm gonna have to go uh they're gonna they're gonna go under that fifty two points, but I think the uh I think the Chiefs definitely uh hit that spread on it. 
You think the Chiefs take the over or the Chiefs spread uh, cover? Yeah. All right. Um, I uh, well, what John? Why don't you go quick? Uh, uh, I don't. Th- I think the Chiefs will win this game, but I do not think the Chiefs are going to cover that spread. Um, and I do agree with the game going on the under as well. Uh, Carolina's got a, a decent defense, and um, the Chiefs are obviously going to put up points against them, but I don't think it's going to be a lot. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring affair. I don't think it's going to be a low-scoring affair, but it's going to be lower than what we're used to getting out of the Chiefs. Yeah, I think um, – so So you don't think the Chiefs are going to cover? Um, no. I, I would have to say – um, I'm taking the Panthers to cover as well. Um, Frank Clark has been injured all week with a, a knee injury. Um, and I believe if I'm not mistaken, he had, he had a COVID scare. Um, I'm not sure if that, if, if I'm thinking of somebody else, but, um, Christian McCaffrey is back and the Panthers are going to want to get him going. And, uh, they've been playing teams pretty tough, um, you know they did they did get beat pretty bad by the Falcons, but um, they've been playing teams tough, and I think Matt Rule is going to have his team ready to go to uh, to give the Chiefs a run for their money. The Chiefs will pull it out in the end, but I, I don't think they're winning by you know two scores. Um, so, um, all right, next we got the uh, the Ravens at the Colts. Um, so a 48 point over under is the last I seen. And, uh, the Ravens are favored by one point. Um, so what do you got, John? Man, I think the biggest news coming out of this game is that Des Bryant is back. And from what I heard, when he went to go take the pen to sign the contract, he actually dropped it and had to pick it back up. (laughs) But, uh... (laughs) I think um, – I'm taking the Ravens with this one, um, and I think they win by a lot more than just one point. Um, Colts are so unpredictable going into this game. I mean, I think they're on a two-game win streak right now, and um, Phillip Rivers has not looked terrible. But um, I don't think he's going to be able to do too well on that um, Baltimore defense. Uh, People I would sit for this game – uh, I wouldn't. I would not start Jonathan Taylor. And a big player that I would watch, that I would actually start and watch out for, is watch J.K. Dobbins to blow up this week. Um, let's see what else I got written down. He, uh, the Ravens, uh, the Ravens have won five of the last six. Um, Philip Rivers has had a sixty-nine percent completion percentage this year. It's up three percent since last. So it's not like he's done terrible. It's just that I don't trust him going forward. And uh, the Ravens are coming off a big loss for last week against the Steelers, so they're definitely got something to prove. There's a lot of animosity in that um, that locker room right now, and I think they're going to tighten it up and uh, definitely put up big numbers against the Colts this week. Well, so, also, uh, I mean, Hollywood Brown came out on social media and was being the old squeaky wheel. Um, so you got to imagine that, uh, Lamar's going to be trying to chuck it his way more. Yeah. Yeah. No, the game's definitely hitting over, I think. And, uh, Ravens are covering the spread on this one. 
Awesome. I'm. Uh, I mean, I don't have any. I don't have anything to add. I just think. I think the Ravens are going to cover as well. I, I think. Uh, I think it goes under. Um, it goes under whatever. I think it's at forty-eight right now. It goes under, but I think forty-eight. Yeah. Yeah, I think Baltimore covers the spread. Um, I think. Uh, last time I checked, I think Baltimore has an offensive lineman that's going to be out, and I think he's a pretty, pretty key piece in the. Uh, Keeping um, uh, what's his name, Lamar Jackson, you know, giving him space to run. So I, I think this is going to be a lot closer than what people think. Um, Colts have a pretty good defense going into this game, um, but Philip Rivers is a uh, you know old man of the NFL, and so I think I think Baltimore does pull it out. But yeah, I think I think it goes under, but I think they they cover that spread. All right, next we got. Uh... We got the Seahawks, who are three-point favorites, on the road in Buffalo. It is a 55-point over-under, which is the highest over-under of the week. Um, uh, Real quick, Sarah says the Bills are going to win because Buffaloes are bigger than Seagulls, uh, which, you know, I couldn't couldn't agree more. Um, But... To get into the nitty gritty of the game, um, I think I believe the Bills are going to cover. Um, I think the Bills play better at Orchard Park. Um, that's you know the, historically they they do play a lot better. Even when even when they had the really bad teams, um, you know it was still a tough place to go into Orchard Park and, and play. Now, granted, the fans aren't going to be there, um, but um, or you know they might have a small crowd. I didn't look into that, but. Uh, you know, I, I think I think the Bills are going to be able to uh, do whatever they want against the Seahawks' terrible defense. Um, the Seahawks are giving up massive points for just about every uh, every position. Zach Moss is a solid play in this game. Um, Stephon Diggs is going to be a smash play um, because of how many points the uh, I. I I think I've seen that the the Seahawks give up more more points to the fantasy wide receivers than any other team in football. Um, so Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, even John Brown should have uh, should have decent games. Um, you might even, you know, Josh Allen obviously is a, is a great play. Um, the Seahawks are giving up more points to the quarterback than any other team. Um, and Josh Allen is going to get back on track this week. It's been a little, been a little rocky after his, uh, white hot start, but um, he's gonna get back back on track this week. Um, you can even you can even play Devin Singletary. Um, you know he 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 had a solid game last week. Uh, nothing like what Zach Moss had, but you know he got he had good yardage. And uh, the the Seahawks do have a, a not a good not a good front seven to stop the run. So you can even get away with playing Singletary if you have to. Um, on the on the Seahawks side of the ball, Chris Carson is out. Carlos Hyde is out. Um, so it's going to be the DJ Dallas show again. Um, and then the uh, the Seahawks did bring Alex Collins back, who had a who had a pretty good year. Um, I think back in like 2017 or 2018 for Baltimore, he had almost a thousand yards. Um, so I, they. They brought him back to the practice squad, but then I saw a report today that they're planning on uh, activating him. So if you're desperate for a running back, um, Alex, 
you know, Alex Collins could be an okay play. Um, DK Metcalf is obviously a must start. Lockett is a must start. And, um, with the way the Bills defense has been underperforming this year, uh, Russ, Russ is going to cook. Um, I think if, uh, if Tyler Lockett is on the field though, um, well, Tyler Lockett's going to play, but, uh, if Tredavious White plays for the Bills, which last I checked, I think he is, uh, I think he's expected to. Um, then Lockett might not, might not be, you know, the greatest play because he he usually follows the uh, the possession receivers more than the uh, the deep guys like DK. So um, yeah, but I, you know, like I said, Bills are gonna cover. I think the Bills are actually gonna win that game, but uh, that's, you know, that's all I got for that. Uh yeah, I think um I think the man, it's hard to go against Seahawks in this game. Seahawks played pretty lights out football on offense. I'm gonna take uh Seattle covering the spread in this one. Um I don't know if I see this hitting the over at fifty five. I see it being a high scoring game, but I don't I think fifty five is a little too high for either of these two teams to hit combined. Um they have a, there's a lot of people hurt on both sides of the ball right now. I'm looking at their injury reports, and um, I don't think I don't think Buffalo is going to be able to keep up with Seattle's offense. So I'm taking Seattle on this one. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go the other side. Um, uh, uh, Seattle does have a good good offense, um, but that defense is far far from uh, those legion of uh, boom days. Um, yeah, I, I gotta agree though. It's going to go, it's going to go under. Um, uh, and I, and I think, I think the bills do, they do cover the spread. Um, I'll agree. I, I gotta agree with you, Butch. I think, I think Josh Allen gets back on, back on track, um, after having those bad couple of games, well, not bad couple of games, but you know, nothing close to what he started off the season as. He was locked and loaded the first couple of weeks. I thought he was going to go all year that way. Um, all right, uh, coming up next, we got the Texans at the Jags. Um, Texans are seven-point favorites. It is a 50-and-a-half point over uh, under. Um, and uh, as far as this game goes, uh, Robert's going to break it down for us. But um, Sarah did give her input. She says the Texans because have you seen Randall Cobb's eyes? Um, I think, you know. I think she's she's talking about how attractive another man is, which you know is upsetting as her husband. But you know, I'll we'll get over it. What do you got, Robert? Uh, just looking at this game, uh, looking at it, the over under is fifty fifty point five. Um, looks like they got the Jaguars as a plus seven. Um, I, I'll be honest, I, I got to go with uh, with the Texans winning this one. Uh, I'm not sure if Gardner is even going to be playing in this game. I haven't seen anything. Um, he's not, it's going to be Luton. Yeah. So I got to go with, with the Texans. Um, I think, I think they don't, they definitely do not. They they go way under, they, they they don't meet that number. They don't meet that 50.5. Um, I think, I I, I don't think the Texans cover the spread either. I think, I think it's going to be way less than, than what it, what it's going to be. This is going to be a low scoring affair. Um, the Texans are, are definitely hurting, even though they have key offensive pieces, um, at least at the quarterback position. Um, but, 
James Robinson is, I think he's going to have a great game. Um, he's, he's, he's been pretty good for the Jaguars. Um, but <laughs> Randall Cobb, I didn't even know was still in the league. Um, but he's been doing good this year. Uh, yeah, I think he has what eight catches and what 95 yards or well, eight catches and 95 yards for week seven. Um, Deshaun Watson, I mean, he did pretty good last week as well, throwing for 309. Um, and then having a, a 114 QB rating. Um, but yeah, I, I like, I like the Texans in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go, um, with Houston covering the spread on this one. And, um, I'm going to gamble, and I think it's going to hit the over. I don't watch we end up having a high-scoring game, and I think uh, Luton may be leading Jacksonville to the glory, glory land eventually sometime. I don't know. Who knows? Um, well, I'm not as bullish as you are. I think the Texans are going to cover. I don't know about Luton having a good game, but I do think James Robinson is going to have a good game. Not really too too crazy about any receiving options in Jacksonville in Jacksonville, but I believe that uh, I think the Texans are going to try and put a hurting on the Jags. It's a divisional matchup. Um, you know, you got uh, Randall Cobb could have a decent game. Uh, Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller are definitely um, – Will Fuller is definitely going to have a good game. Um, but David, John, uh, David Johnson is also – I think he's going to put up like two scores. Um, and probably start looking like his old self in this game. So um, you know, I think the Texans could get the forty, could get the forty points by themselves, and then you know you only need the Jags to take it a little further to get a, to hit that over. So I'll take the over. I just I don't think it's going to come from any Jags pieces except for uh, James Robinson is obviously going to have a great game. Um, so. Next, we got the uh, the Raiders at the Chargers. Chargers are one point favorites. Um, it is a fifty one and a half point over under. Um, real quick, um, Sarah said that the Raiders were going to win because LA is too sensitive, which um, I have to. I have to agree that the Raiders are going to win, um, not for the same reasoning, but LA is too sensitive. Um, we got in this, well, well, we, why don't we have John, why don't we have John break this one down? All right. Um, I ain't gonna lie. I didn't do too much on this game. I started getting a little tired by, by the time I started taking notes on this one, but, um, I'm thinking this game's going to be a high scoring affair. Um, Herbert's got three uh, three plus touchdowns in four consecutive games this year, and I don't think that's going to be stopping uh, anytime soon. Um, in this game, I would definitely start uh, Derek Carr and uh, Justin Jackson. The one player that I think should be set is um, Hunter Henry. He's been too touchdown dependent lately, and um, I don't see him putting up any numbers this week. But I will take. Um, Gonna take the Chargers covering. I think they uh, finally get another win, pull pull one out. Um, the Raiders always, or at least this season, they've always been known to uh, come in and pull the upset. But uh, I don't think that's the case this week. What do you got, Robert? Um, <clears throat> I like I like uh, I like the Raiders in this one. <laughs> not because not because LA is soft. Um, 
<laughs> I like I like Raiders. Um, I think I think this goes actually over. Um, the Raiders are sneaky at four and three right now, and they're they're doing pretty well on the road as well. Um, the Chargers, I mean, they're not doing so hot. They've uh, they've lost five of the of the last six. Um, so I think I, I think I think the Raiders it, Raiders are going to take the game, but like I said, I think it goes over. Uh, what is it, fifty two points? Uh, yeah, fifty one and a half. Yeah. So, well, Robert or uh, John, real quick, when you went through this, did uh, did, did this? Did they say if they expected Josh Jacobs to play or not? Uh, he is still questionable. I think he's going to okay. end up being a game time decision. Gotcha. Um. Well, can I can I say that if Josh Jacobs plays, I think the Raiders are going to cover. Will you allow that or? Uh... No. Okay. Well, then we're gonna we're gonna go with the Raiders covering. I think uh, the Chargers they don't have many options left on on defense. I think all they have left from their front the their front seven is uh, Joey Bosa. So. Um, I expect that the Raiders are going to be able to uh, put put together a good game. Uh, Henry Ruggs is healthy, and um, I think I think Derek Carr and company are going to have a good game. Obviously, Waller's going to have a good game. Um, I think we're definitely hitting the over on this game. It's going to come down to like a last second field goal, but um, I'm taking the Raiders. If you were going to take the Raiders, why would you say if Josh Jacobs plays? Because well, you're not going to. Because you're not going to let me. So the, I mean. So what? You would have picked the Chargers. Well, no, I, I I was thinking about picking the Chargers, but I you know what I I think Josh Jacobs is going to play, and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. I think the Raiders got it. That sounds like you're trying to make up some ballots here. I smell collusion. <laughs> I'm not a Democrat. Um, anyways, um, moving on, I think the Raiders are going to cover. Are you happy with that? You good? <laughs> All right. Um, the next we got the Dolphins at the Cardinals. Cardinals are, uh, four and a half point favorites at home. It's a 49 point over under real quick on this game. Um, I was thinking about taking the Dolphins to cover, especially after what I saw um, from them last week, or two weeks ago, I guess. No, it was last week, against the, against the, the Rams. However, with Gaskin being out on IR, and uh, Matt Burita has a hamstring inj- injury, so he hasn't practiced all week. I don't really know who's going uh, to be taking snaps at running back for them. Which means it puts it all on Tua um, running the ball and throwing to Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, and uh, Mike Gesicki, which I think he he can do, but um, I I just don't know if, if I think that's too much pressure um, on him against the Cards who've been playing pretty good. Um, so I, I I'd be shying away from from all Dolphins options if, uh, if I had them anyways. Um, but on the Cardinals side of the ball, Chase Edmonds is going to be a smash play with Kenny and Drake being out. Um, I think Chase Edmonds, he, he's going to be top five running back on the week. Um, Hopkins and Kyler Murray, obviously you're going to play them. Um, 
you could you could even probably get away with uh, playing Christian Kirk as well. Um, he's you know if if he were to score two touchdowns this week, that'd be three weeks in a row of getting two touchdowns per game. So, um, not that I'm calling for that to happen. I'm just you know Kirk has been been a touchdown machine as of late. Um, the Dolphins defense has been solid, but um, I'm just not sure they have enough this week. So. Cardinals are definitely going to cover, um, but I will I will take the over. Yeah, I like uh, I like the the Cardinals in this game as well. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, that they're, they're definitely going to be able to uh, to to cover that spread. Um, I'm not a hundred percent confident it goes it goes anywhere near the forty nine point uh, over under. I think it goes very 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 under. Um, Tua, I mean, getting a second start. He, he, you know, first looking at what last week's game, like you would think he had a great game, but it looks like he completed twelve of twenty two passes for ninety three yards and a touchdown. Um, I mean, just getting his feet wet. Hopefully, he, you know. He does well, um, but I, I, like I said, I like the Cardinals in this uh, covering it, and I think it goes. I think it goes about fifteen points under that forty-nine point over/under. Interesting. I'm gonna agree with um, Robert here. Um, I definitely um, take uh, Arizona to cover the spread, and it's not hitting the over. Interesting. Cards have been cards have been trying to put up as many points as possible like every week that they play, you know, even when they played against the Cowboys, they were like they they put their foot on the gas and just kept rolling. So I feel like if they get up big on the Dolphins, they're not gonna slow down. But, you know, they Miami's defense isn't terrible. So I don't expect um Yeah, but if they're on the field all game, they're gonna, you know, I mean it's we've seen it with many def how many times we see it with the Packers defense. You know, they're on the field all game. Even when, they, you know, so when the offense can't do anything, the defense gets tired and then the dam just breaks free. But, hey, you know, you guys are free to pick whoever you want. I just, I guess I'm surprised that you guys are picking the under. Um, so next we've got um, the Steelers at, at the Cowboys. It is a 43-point over-under. Steelers are favored by 14 and a half points. Um, real quick, this is definitely my favorite prediction um, that Sarah gave. She said the Steelers are going to win because uh, Mike McCarthy is too predictable, um, which is pretty darn funny um, considering how long we, we dealt with Mike McCarthy and, and um, just the fact that my talking about that has spilled over into my my wife's thoughts is, is, I think that's pretty funny. So, um, what do we got? What do you think is going to happen in this one, Robert? Um, so just a just a little fun facts for you. Uh, the Cowboys are winless against the spread uh, in this year, and uh, the Steelers are six and one against the spread. So, got a pretty good op, pretty good, you know, choice to make here. Um, I like I like the over under at forty two. Um, I think I think it, I think it's pretty 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 spot on, I, and, and I like the spread. I think the Steelers are going to do. I think they're going to win by the spread. You know, win by that. I think um, the Cowboys. Their uh, their rushing defense is is dead last. I mean, they're allowing I think 170.9 rushing yards. So right at 171, 
Um, I mean, their their def- their defense is pretty bad this year. They've only got three interceptions for the whole year. James Conner, um, you know, he's he's doing pretty well. Steelers Steelers look real good. I mean, they're still the only undefeated team left, um, winning games by about thirty points per. Um, so I like I like I like Pittsburgh to uh, to in this game one hit that over under, but I like Steelers to to hit that spread. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I think the Steelers cover the spread, and um, I think this game's going to – I can foresee it going the over. I think Pittsburgh's going to put up a lot of points here, and I think Dallas doesn't get completely shut down, although uh, the one thing out of this game, it looks like Zeke is still questionable. I'm not sure if he's going to be a game-time decision or not, but um, it's going to weigh a lot on the balance of this game hitting the over. You guys, um, you don't have any worries about um, whatever whatever the heck the name is of the guy playing quarterback for the Cowboys this week. Ben DiNucci. <laughs> it's not Ben DiNucci. It is, um, let's see if I can find it real quick. Um, it was like, um, here, I think it was uh, Garrett something. Um, real quick on the, on the Zeke. Uh, front, yeah, he's, he is definitely questionable, but the Cowboys are preparing not to have him. Uh oh, so, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it looks like um, Pollard. Uh, I think that's their backup. We'll go, we'll go in line. So they're they're preparing to not have Zeke in the in the game. Pollard's been pretty good uh, coming off of the bench this year, so I don't see um, that being too much of a big blow because Zeke has struggled in the previous few weeks. Yeah, Pollard. Pollard will be, he'll be okay. But uh, the the Steelers defense is the one that um, I think held Saquon to like uh, negative yards. So um, not really sure how much Tony Pollard is going to uh, be able to do. But um, the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys uh, tomorrow will be Garrett Gilbert. Jesus. Um, so have fun with that. That man has. If you a need a quarterback, I'm sure he's available to uh, to pick up uh, on I'm waivers. Just, I'm just looking at the league, and he, yes, he is available. Um, but be very wary because this man has only s- attempted six passes since 2014. <laughs> oh man, that's 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 par for the course. That's because Jerry's being too damn stubborn right now. He needs to go out and sign at least another quarterback. I mean, and not make it obvious that he's like tanking. I don't know why the hell this team is like. Do you you think? Do you think that Andy Dalton, after getting his head taken off a couple weeks ago, do you think he saw that they were going to be playing against the Steelers, and he was like, "Nope, I'm getting COVID. Screw that. I don't want nothing to. I don't want nothing to do with that." But even then, I mean, I I really thought Andy Dalton was going to be able to come in and be a decent backup. And before he got hurt, he looked like a straight garbage. Like, I don't know what Mike McCarthy does to his backup quarterbacks, but uh, obviously he ain't doing something right. Um, he'll be he'll be better moving forward, but yeah. I'll give you I'll give you a piece of advice with what McCarthy does with backups. Nothing. Oh, oh, we, know that. we didn't we didn't know that we weren't aware. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, y'all insight, you know, it's not like y'all had him or anything. 
Yeah, 13, 13 years. <laughs> Although Matt Flynn was a good backup. Um. Anyways, yeah, he's probably available somewhere. Anyways, um. All right, so we all took the Steelers on that one. Now we got uh, the Saints at the Buccaneers. Um, Buccaneers are four and a half point favorites, and the Saints are a fifty and a, or I'm sorry, it's a fifty and a half point over under. Um, what do you what do you got for this one, John? Man, I think this is going to be a good primetime matchup. I mean, you got division going at it. Um, Michael Thomas is uh, presumed to be back this week. Um, I'm going to take the Saints um, against the spread in this one. I think um, it's going to be a real close game um, with possibly the Saints maybe winning this one. Nice. Mm, uh, uh, I got to be the I got to be the the other guy. You know, this is the second matchup. It's the division. I think <clears throat> I think Tampa Bay pulls this one out. I think they they cover the spread on this one. Um, but I I don't think this one goes to the over under. I think this one goes under. Uh, the Saints are pretty banged up right now. Um, with uh, I mean Breeze's shoulder, Kamara uh, has a foot injury, and then yeah, Thomas is. I mean he hasn't played since week two. Um, so. Hang on, Kamara doesn't have a foot injury. He stubbed his damn toe. Uh, I th- I don't think they're carrying those designations into the weekend, so I think they're all clear of that. Okay, so as I mean, still it's a pretty dinged up team. Um, and plus Brady looked like trash. What did he throw? Two picks in the first meeting during week one. Um, so I think I think he's he's going to go out with a mission, and I think he's got uh, what Godwin back this week or a good one. I think he's got him back this week too. So I think I like I like Tampa uh, to cover the spread, but I don't think it goes over under. I think it probably goes about ten points less. Yeah, I would also sit almost everyone on the Saints, including um, or not including Thomas and uh, Kamara. I think uh, that'll get him rolling. But I think uh, Drew Brees is good for at least two picks this week. I think he starts to show his age. Um. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take, I yeah I I think I should I'm feeling bucks but I'm def, I'm gonna take the Saints just because, you know there's, we never know where upsets are gonna come from and um I just there I think I think we gotta there's gonna be more upsets th- this week than we've picked so um I just I think I think Michael Thomas being back they're gonna try and get him involved early. Elvin Kamara is always a, a smash play, um, and I just I think I think the Saints have the Buccaneers number, and um, also the the Saints do have a good defensive front and a good pass rush, and they 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 try heavily to stop the run, and if they can move Tom Brady off his spot. You know, Tom Brady starts flipping out and getting all pissed off, and then he starts starts uh he starts playing like crap. So um, I'm gonna take the Saints to uh to sweep the Buccaneers this year. What do you uh, got on the? You think it's gonna hit the over under? Uh, I'll take the under. I think there's gonna be some weather in this game. Um, last I had heard, anyways, I could be completely wrong there. Um, but. Uh, it's the night game, you know. Saints have been real good in prime time. Um, 
you know, Chris Godwin is questionable. Michael Thomas is for sure going to play. Antonio Brown is playing, and I'm I'm thinking that maybe force feeding Antonio Brown could, you know, could spell some, uh, you know, some bad juju for the Bucks. So at least we hope, you know, I do anyways. Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, move on to the final game of the week. It is the uh, Patriots, who are eight point favorites at the Jets. Um, it's a 42 point over under, um, Sarah says the Jets because, uh, Belichick is, uh, he annoys her. Um, so I thought that, I thought that was a pretty funny one, but, uh, really, um, this is a quick game to break down. You can probably play Cam Newton, um, and Damian Harris. I wouldn't start any, I really wouldn't want to start anybody else on the Patriots. Um, and then on the Jets side of the ball, uh, Jamison Crowder is always a solid PPR option. Um, they were they were hoping that they were going to get Darnold to play, but now they're not sure. So it might be Flacco. Um, so, you know, obviously avoid the quarterback situation in uh, in New York. But I am going to I'm going to take the Jets to cover on this one because they have been kind of sneaky against the vision opponent opponents. And there is a chance um, that if the Patriots lose to the Jets, I'm not saying Bill Belichick wants to tank, but hear me out. If the Patriots lose to the Jets and then find, you know, and, and then the Jets find a way to win one other game or, you know, um, if the Pats, you know, lose to the Jets again later on, the Patriots could be sitting um, for the number one pick. And, uh, you know, what would Bill Belichick do with the number one overall pick? You know, we can all dream. So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but, um, you know, Bill Belichick is the ultimate, ultimate champion. So um, I think there's a possibility, and I'm going to take the Jets to cover, and I think this definitely hits the under. Yeah, I'm going to agree with the hit in the over, uh, the under, and I think also the Jets are going to cover. I mean, that 9.5 spread is just, uh, I think, too big of a margin for New England to uh, be up and ahead on that one. And, you know, you got to feel bad. I mean, I don't know I don't know why I feel bad for Bill Belichick, but um, I just feel like he's been dethroned. And right now you got Tom Brady in Tampa just, like, proven – all the doubters wrong, which kind of makes Belichick look a little bad in a way. So I kind of feel bad for the guy. He's been an excellent coach. I mean, I fucking hate the I hate the guy at the same time, but I feel bad for him. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. What's the what's the over under on this game? Oh, it's wait. a forty two point over under. Real quick, this is off topic, but Clemson just lost in double overtime to Notre Dame. Notre Dame. No. Yeah. yeah. Did uh, did Trevor Lawrence play? No. Nope. No. Okay. He tested negative, but he didn't meet the uh, the date for it. So okay. He had I don't know how to say his last name, but they had DJ. Um, I almost lost to Boston College last week. Ugalili, that's his last name. Yeah, they could have lost <laughs> in college. Um. Anyways, what's the what's the over under on this game again? Forty two points. Uh. I like- I'm sorry, it changed to 41. Oh, 
a whole point. I like the I like the over under on this one. Um, I like them to actually meet that. I think I think the Patriots get back somewhat on a winning track. The Jets are just bad. I don't, I don't know why they haven't fired Adam Gase yet. Um, uh, basically, Hang on, the Patriots are two and five. Yeah, they're not any better. Too. Yeah, they're not any better. But I mean, it, <clears throat> Cam Newton has definitely not been the quarterback he was his first. You know. Five, eight years, you know, six, seven, eight years in the in the league. He, um, I mean, he he definitely looks uncomfortable out there. I mean, that fumble definitely caused him to lose that uh, that game last week against Buffalo. Um, but I like I like the Patriots on this one. I think um, I, I think they cover the spread. I think I think it hits the over under. Patriots to cover. All right. Well, that. Uh... That's all the games. So, um, anything? Uh, we anything did it. Else, you guys are thinking? We did it way quicker than last. Yeah, week. I was just gonna say that. Oh, uh, another update too. Uh, Keenan Allen uh, had a sore throat today. He tested negative for COVID, but he's gonna have to pass the other COVID test before being cleared oh, yeah, to play that tomorrow. Just came through. That just can't. I, I I do want to ask, what do you guys what do you guys think the uh, the Carolina Panthers are going to do with their running back situation? Do you think it's going to be a full go hundred percent for uh, Christian McCaffrey, or do you think they're going to go with the uh, Christian McCaffrey Mike Davis split? I think they're going to split it from now on. I don't think uh, what kind of split. Well, I, you know, I mean, McCaffrey's a lead back, so he'll probably get like. Probably be like a 70-30 timeshare out there. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to split it even more just to try to keep McCaffrey with uh, fresh legs. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think that's a smart play um, is do a 70-30. Um, I mean, just coming off of the injury, what, what, what do you have, an ankle injury? He had a high ankle sprain. They came, up, they came back on the uh... – the long, you know, the extended end of the uh, the injury timeline. I think they wanted to make sure that he was back to, you know, a hundred percent, like, you know, no, no, no soreness whatsoever before they got him back on the field. Okay. Um, which, you know, that was the smart play. So I think he's back to a hundred percent health. Uh, they thought he could play last week, but then they gave it one more week just to be sure. And so now, you know, he's he's a hundred percent, I believe. Yeah, I, I still think the the smart play is is uh is ease him back into the game. You know, still put him back in there. He is a workhorse. Um, but I, I like what John said that seventy thirty split. Um, you know, keep him keep him in there with some fresh legs, especially when you get to some of the crucial you know crucial third downs. Well, hey, maybe you know, maybe if he's only out there seventy percent of the time, um, maybe he'll have more upside than he than he did with a hundred percent of the time. You know, because if he's fresher, but that's a, that's my one thing that I'm, you know, that I'm, I guess I'm worried about, you know, Christian McCaffrey not being as big a piece as he was before. Um, he's on your team. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. They Christian can, McCaffrey's on my team. Yeah. They can say um, that. And then I, I saw, I saw a report. I think it was yesterday. This is a completely different topic, but, uh, it said that Dak Prescott is just his value is going up week by week, and the the Cowboys should just sign him now. Um, do you do you guys think the Cowboys are going to try and franchise tag him, or do you think they're just going to uh, 
drive the Brinks truck up to his house and uh, open the door. Uh, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, they've been real hesitant about trying to give him a big deal. Um, and I mean, they, yeah, the injury sucks, and it was a pretty gruesome injury. I think I, I think they franchise him um, to try to try to see one more year to see really is he worth it. I think he's a great fantasy quarterback, um, but I mean, I, I think I think they franchise him to try try to get one more year to see what he is worth. Um, I wouldn't be against them giving him a big contract. I think I think he's definitely you know shown that he deserves it. But I think John said said something earlier about Jerry. Something something's wrong with him. Like he just won't pay his players, or he's choosing weird play. Like, I don't know. Something's well, going he played Amari. He paid Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah. No hands, Amari. But um, I don't know. I mean, he, he, more than likely he gets he gets a franchise next year. Yeah, I, I think the same thing. Jerry Jones is, um, I don't know, he's stingy for some reason. The one reason that I believe they're just going to get a deal done is because with the uh, with the NFL having more limited revenue this year, the uh, there's already been a big talk about how the cap is going to go way down next year. And uh, I believe the uh, the quarterback salary for franchise tag is going to be somewhere around the uh, 35 to $38 million mark next year. That would be fully guaranteed to him uh, if they franchise tagged him again. And if the salary cap goes down as, as – dramatically as they think it's going to i mean you almost have no choice but to if you want to keep Dak in town sign him to a big deal and then backload the contract so that you don't uh so you don't cut into your cut into the salary cap next year um and i mean if we've seen anything that offense without Dak, I mean, they've got all these great wide receivers. They've got all these great pieces. They can't do anything without him. So, um, I just, you know, I'd like to see, I'd like to see him get paid. I think he deserves it. I was skeptical at first, but after watching, you know, they, their offense was on pace to break like every offensive record in NFL history. Um, this year, Dak was on pace for like 5,900 yards, which has never been done before. Um, and then he goes down and, and they go back to back weeks of only scoring like three points. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it, I think that speaks for itself, even with a quarterback like Andy Dalton in there, um, who, I mean, he's a winning quarterback. He, he is, he had a winning record with Cincinnati his whole time there. The only knock was they never won playoff games. So I think, um, I don't know. I think, I think Dak's going to get it, but I think it just forces the hand of the Cowboys. I don't, I don't know how they can, how they can possibly afford to franchise tag him at like $38 million. So I don't know. That's a good way to look at it. I would have never looked at it that way. But all right, boys. Well, it's uh, it's getting pretty late, so um, we will. Uh, yeah, we're pushing midnight here. Yeah, we'll we'll talk to you guys. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow, and uh, it's gonna be a nice stress-free Sunday for well, at least for me and John, because the Packers already took care of business and smoked the Niners. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully the Falcons don't uh, don't pull a don't pull a Falcons. I have no I have no trust in them. <laughs> 
<laughs> if, if Trump lost Georgia, Falcons are going to lose to the Broncos. Let's <laughs> uh, not go there. Well, the worst uh, part is your soccer right, team is shit down there too in uh, Atlanta. Well, you I don't know, know they were good. they were good that year. Uh, yeah, they, they they were good. I don't. What the hell happened? I don't know, man. I think uh, Martinez. Well, because he he tore his ACL, I think, at the beginning of the season. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say I think he's been hurt uh, pretty much whole season. Um, but and uh, like like I said at the beginning of the podcast, uh, it's 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 tough to be a Georgia fan of anything. The Bulldogs, Braves, Falcons, election, like it is what it is. <laughs> Uh, well, everybody, thanks for listening, and uh, we hope you we hope you keep it right here, and uh, we'll uh, we'll be back on uh, on Wednesday to break down everything that happened this week, and uh, and move on to next week. Uh, thanks for listening again. Check us out on uh, Twitter at Dynasty underscore Island, and uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll be back. <laughs>